you found the BBW Podcast, your source for everything Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling. From interviews with the very best in Hazleton to the very latest news with PPW newsman Tom Mitchell. Now, your host, Scott Phil Bravado Finout, the voice of PPW Wrestling, Paul Bowe, and EJ might even be here this time. It's Keeping It Real, the official PPW podcast, and it's live right now. Well, the world is closed for business. The PPW calendar is uncertain, and we brought back the PPW podcast, keeping it real. Welcome in. Welcome in. This is Scott Finout. For the next 60 minutes or so around there, we'll be going over everything that's PPW this week. We'll usually have Tom Mitchell with the news, but he's off today, and of course. Uh, but we have Paul Bo, I believe, on the line, um, and we're going to be doing this, as well as EJ trying to connect. Paul, are you there? I am there, Philip. Where is Tom Mitchell? Tom Mitchell is handling other PPW business right now, um, so uh, it's it's a busy day for Tom somehow. Well, Easter's a time to dress up, and there's no one better than the best dressed person in PPW, in his opinion, than Thomas <laughs> Mitchell. I agree. Now we're going to bring in EJ into the program. I believe EJ, are you are you there? Are you hearing me? Hello. All right, EJ me? is here as well. So we're we're off to a fast start. But, guys, uh, we wanted to bring in Keeping It Real, and we wanted to bring it back, uh, so to say. Um, I guess I am the Michael Camilleri uh, uh, seat in this one. But uh, we wanted to bring it back because there has yeah, – whatever. I should, I, should, I should have a much higher uh, t- uh, pitch of my, of my voice when I say that. Um, but Michael's not here. I am here. You're stuck with me. Uh, we wanted to get some content out here for PPW because of, obviously, the COVID-19 thing that's going on. Um, and, you know, although we wanted to step away from the doom and gloom of, of the issues in this world, it's impossible not to talk about them a little bit, especially if it refers to PPW and our calendar. I'm sure you guys are getting a lot of questions as well as I am about when we're coming back. Um, so before we get into that, happy birthday to Luca Brasi, who's having good news today on his on his birthday related to COVID-19. Unfortunately, uh, Brazi saying on Facebook this morning, got news that my stepfather and grandmother whom was diagnosed with COVID-19 are doing significantly better. Um, so I couldn't have a better birthday. So shout out to uh, Luca Brazi here um, on this fine day, uh, gentlemen. Uh, there's some good news among uh, all this uh, apocalyptic fervor. Not to interrupt you here, but I mean, I know there's a video circulating, and you have not seen this yet. I sent it to Tom Mitchell, but it was too large to send over Facebook. We're going to have to get EJ to email it to you. Speaking of apocalyptic events, he is in the woods um, for a militia, and he is promoting PCW from behind a tree, and it's something of epic proportion I think we can use on our website when you do get a glimpse of the video. It's like 59 seconds. So we can't send it over. That has nothing to do with the apocalypse. That's business as usual on this side of the mountain. You know that. Hey, 11 days, short of 420. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Why not? It's a holiday. Some of, that, uh, some of those videos out. That's all I can say. Well, we're just getting started here. We're going to be talking about a couple different things tonight. Obviously, the schedule is one of them. Chris Banks and Andy Hedder uh, have got. Uh, some issues to deal with in the future whenever we do start up BPW again, um, as well as the heavyweight championship that we'll be going over tonight. So, guys, uh, did you guys check out WrestleMania be, uh, outside of PPW stuff? Total different look this I, year. Um, what, what were your guys' yeah, thoughts no, on WrestleMania? 
I did not watch WrestleMania for the second year in a row. Well, I did, so I'll give you my thoughts. I'm not shocked that EJ didn't watch it, but that's a whole other story. Wow. That's not my fault. Um, it's garbage. Two nights, which I kind of did like that idea. That's not a bad thing. I kind of like that spread over two nights because it's a seven-hour show, and I can't yeah. sit still for more than an hour. So <laughs> right. broke it up over two it was very different to see no fans there. And some wrestlers did it very well. They played very well with no fans. And some wrestlers seemed like they were still pandering to the crowd, even though there wasn't a crowd. And, and when you're talking about WWE, I mean, you're talking about the best in production and training and all that. So, I mean, these guys are trained. They're programmed to kind of react that way. So it was a big change to everyone involved. Um, I think the Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn match was really, really good. It was done well. Both guys really, really played in the situation. It was different. I was not a fan of Rob Gronkowski hosting the show. Um, it was absolutely awful. He was terrible. And it's not even his fault because he was reading off a teleprompter, obviously. Someone was telling him what to say. And it just came off really, really bad. I mean, real, really bad. But it was different. I mean, there was some good match with or without a crowd. I think the, the, the women were really good for WrestleMania. The well, There was a ladder match. Uh, Miz was sick, so it couldn't be a three-way ladder match. It was uh, Miz, uh, or excuse me, Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso, one of them and Kofi Kingston and John Morrison in a ladder match with no crowd. And, and, Phil, you know as well as I do, EJ, when you have a match like that, a gimmick match, you know, it feeds off the crowd, the high spots and, you know, just the excitement. It was different, but the three of them worked really hard, and there were some really, really, really dangerous spots, and uh, John Morrison retained, but it, it was really good. Everybody worked really hard. It was just, It was just different. You know, it's different to watch WrestleMania with no fans there as opposed to, you know, 70,000 fans screaming in the background. Yeah, and a lot, of wrestling, a lot of wrestling is crowd, you know, and a lot, of, a lot of wrestling is crowd and a lot of it's a participation from the crowd. So it's, it's a completely different look on that. Uh, what, what was your thoughts on the uh, – were you guys' thoughts on, like, cinematic wrestling? I mean, I've seen the, the AJ Styles and Undertaker match. It looked more like a movie. People were complaining. Some people are like – I think it's kind of like a you have to really like it or you have to really hate it. I don't think there's really a middle of the road there. Well, go ahead, EJ. You can comment first if you even thought, then I will. No, I, uh, honestly, I didn't. I didn't watch any of it. Um, I haven't been following WWE for a while. I've been following a couple other federations, but uh, WWE well, who's running? one of them. Who's running? I, who's running? Well, not right now. I, but I, just, I just fell out of the loop, so I just didn't really bother to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, well, Phil, well, I did my homework, so I'm I like, I've been watching studio wrestling from down in Atlanta, from NWA. Which is right now. Okay. Still <laughs> no. question that not to veer too far from our path here. It, it, I mean, it wasn't wrestling. It was a movie. But again, who else better to put on a movie than WWE with WWE Studios and the different shots? And it was done very well. I mean, tremendous. And yes. I'll be honest with you, the Undertaker looked like he was 30 years old. You know, they see the American <laughs> badass 
Um, it was very well choreographed, and AJ was good. The, the, you know, Gallows and Anderson were good. It was it was very well done, and it's to everyone else's taste. I mean, you, we've seen Impact do it with Matt Hardy and the Hardy compound and stuff like that, and I just think it's a good – I don't know how well it would have been received with a stadium full of people watching it on the Teletron, uh, you know, one of those Titantrons, excuse me, but – for this, I thought it worked really well. I I enjoyed it. It was it was good, and I'm not much of a fan for the hokey wrestling and stuff like that. But it was it was good. I mean, there were some good stunts, and you know what I mean. It was uh, it was done well. You can always count on the Undertaker doing hokey better than anyone else. I mean, the guy who had mm-hmm. casket matches, buried alive matches, and they were all good. They were all quality wrestling. So if anyone could pull but, that off, I imagine it's the Undertaker. But one thing the Undertaker did in this was more of a movie star. It was like a fight scene yeah. in like a like a Jackie Chan movie or something like that. I mean, he, he proved that he could, you know, be on the big screen, like The Rock. If that, came out, older. If that came out when I was eight years old, I would have flipped my lid. I would have been all about it. I loved The Undertaker back then. Well, it was good. I, I thought it was done well. I mean, um I know Phil, you're going to get to the Firefly Funhouse, and that's a whole other story. But I, I don't, I don't think really there was out. enough drugs on this planet to to have me uh, understand what was going on there. But I just want to say, speaking of uh, empty arena wrestling, just shout out to the PCW management and uh, over at True Wrestling. They were in collaboration, but it just couldn't happen. They had to put public safety ahead of everything else. So we tried to bring you some content, but it just couldn't happen. That's why we're here giving you the podcast, folks. Yeah, you know, a lot of the independent calendar is all stuck down, and and a lot of wrestlers are not making extra booking money. And, you know, these bills are still coming in, Paul, so we have to pay some bills here. Um, But, you know, I think uh, think obviously public safety is number one, and I'm I'm glad that we're kind of shut down. we will get to when we will be coming back, or at least what we know right now. Before we go further, I just wanted to also um, not forget to thank all of the doctors, the nurses, the grocery store, gas station attendants. Basically, if you're leaving your house to go to work today, maybe even listening to this while at work, we really appreciate everything you guys are doing. Thank you so much for continuing to go to work and keeping everybody going. Uh, we're trying to keep you going by giving you more, more content, and especially in independent wrestling, it's very easy to forget what's going Going on, um, so we're trying to bring you back in and, and let everybody know uh, what's going on. Now uh, we are going to go to a quick break. When will we have another PPW date? We're going to figure this out after the break um, and stick with us because we're still trying to learn this thing. Um, let me just say, uh, there's a little bit of complications in terms of streaming. Uh, everybody's online right now, so it's a little bit of a delay here. So. Bear with us. We'll be back after this. Hey, Anthony here from Tornado Tag Podcast. We cover everything from WWE, NXT, AEW, and also cover the local scene with shows like Outbreak, PPW, and much more. Tune in every Friday for news, our take on local shows, and a weekly topic. Search IWEP Network. That's I-W-E-P Network on YouTube or your favorite podcast or music app. We'll see you then. Until then, support local wrestling. Hi there. My name is Curtis Kowalski, and I am the creator and one of the hosts 
of the PA Piledriver Podcast. We're a local podcast that really enjoy uh, professional wrestling and the independent scene here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I work with a group of guys, myself, uh, Chris McNaney, and Brian Krause. We just all love professional wrestling and especially PPW. And you can find us on Anchor or Spotify. Just search the PA Piledriver Podcast for some of the best wrestling podcasting out there. And welcome back to Keeping It Real, the official PPW podcast. Scott Final, Phil Bravado, whatever you want to call me, with Paul Bo and EJ Kuiper. And guys, we are going to switch the switch the mood a little bit to PPW, um, which is what we're here to talk about. Usually, we would have Tom Mitchell in studio. Tom Mitchell handling other news. So we will just talk about what is happening here with the PPW calendar. Paul, um, before we get to that. Um, you wanted to give a little uh, shout-out. Yeah, and, and we talked before to break a little bit about wrestlers, independent wrestlers, not being able to, you know, make that extra money. I mean, most of the independent wrestlers, I mean, have nine-to-five jobs. Most of them do. Some don't. Some do. Some do it for a living. Some don't. But I'll tell you what, if you want to support your local wrestler, your local indie wrestler, go over to check and see if they have a website. Go over to their Facebook. Most of them have pro wrestling um Pro Wrestling t-shirts available at Pro Wrestling Seats. Go out there, buy a shirt. Um, you know, some are doing autograph sales. Just anything to help them raise a little bit of money. Because, I mean, every weekend, you know, some of these guys and girls, I mean, they depend on making that extra money, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to pay for bills. Um, so it, it's a good thing to go over and support your local indie wrestlers. Um, also, you know, on PPWWrestling.com, we, we still have trading card sets. Available. We'll have autograph pictures up there. We're in the in the process of stamping it out, some new T-shirts um, to help support us too. Because, like as as Phil said, you know the bills still keep coming in. You know we had to cancel uh, March's show, we had to cancel April show, but there are still bills that have to be paid to keep everyone on the up and up here with everything. But support your local indie wrestlers, and 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 a great touch you had, Phil, by saying you know thank you to the doctors, the nurses the EMTs, I can't forget them, and the paramedics. In my real job, I insure a lot of them. They are out there on the front line, and they are, you know, battling this virus every single day. And, and I'll hats off to them and the grocery store, you know, managers and employees. Shout out to Rob Miller for uh, running the giant store during all this, and also Dave Walters on his store. And it's just, it's just you know, it's everybody has to come together. No, absolutely, and and we we got the easy part, you know. Me, you, and EJ, we're just sitting here. We're all at home remotely. The only thing we have to worry about is this broadband that's crazy right now, and there's a is a, a delay between us right now. So if you're listening to this, keep that in mind. This will get better. Um, the streaming services are crazy. I I just see Netflix uh, decrease their quality by like a little bit, like by twenty percent or something, just so they could stream enough stuff. Um, I know EJ's been on those like what the tenth time watching the Tiger King, so it's um. It, it, it's chaos right know. now. You know, Love you it. Know what that is. <laughs> you know what that is? You like have that? no idea what the tank See the memes. You have no idea <laughs> no, what the no. thing is. You probably, you probably think that's something you see in the woods behind your house. <laughs> well, there's been there's been talk that the you know the mountain lions have been coming back to Pennsylvania. If you talk to the right people in in Pardeesville yeah. here. 
Okay, well, back to planet Earth. PPW's calendar is shut down, as we know. Um, PPW's already canceled two events. Uh, PPW Last Call, which is March 21st, or was March 21st, and PPW Super Show, which would be April or April 18th, excuse me. Uh, The news is we have no news right now. Um, Here's what we know: we are shooting for a return date of May 16th. This is not official. Again, this is not official. But the State Athletic Commission is working closely with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention to work on an official date for events moving forward. So we're not sure if there will be an attendance cap. We're not sure if there uh, will be any other um, things to comply with, but we will comply rigorously with the outlines that we're given. um, And we will know that at a future date. But but May 16th is something that, guys, we're we're hoping to get in. Yeah, and, and just to piggyback that off a little bit, Phil, We've been in contact with the State Athletic Commission on a, a weekly basis and checking in with them because they keep changing things. They keep pushing back farther and farther. I mean, let's face it, there's no there's no wrestling events. There's no anything anywhere. And May 16th is wishful thinking. If I was a betting man, do I have to guess May 16th is going to happen? I would probably leer on the side of it might be June. Everything yep. is, is a crapshoot right now. And we're just trying to monitor this. Like you said, when we come back, we will put a super show on for our fans. You know, we're still working on stuff, talking with management, trying to figure out what we're going to do. Do we make it a two-night event, kind of like WrestleMania? Do we do something like that when we come back and really go all out for the fans and everyone? But everything right now is pending on the State Athletic Commission and the Center for Disease Control and even the city. I mean, the city is under an 8 p.m. curfew right now. And, you know, that's going to be in effect till the end of April minimum. Um, they just canceled school for the year here in, uh, in Pennsylvania. So that's another thing that we have to work with. We, we will be back. When will we be back? Like you said, Phil, we don't know. But we'll be bigger, badder, and stronger when we do come back. And everybody will grow. And um, this will be, uh, hopefully this could be something we all can bond together and unite with. Yeah, folks, and if you're uh, on lockdown, you're going a little stir-crazy, head on over to our YouTube. Everything from the beginning of the PPW universe, from the beginning of time, is there. From our days in Matthew all the way to uh, the present. So go check it out. We uh, we started a podcast, uh, Keeping It Real is Back, like we said. We'll be doing this every week. I don't know in terms of what day or time. Hopefully it's somewhere around this time that we're doing this right now. Um, but we'll also make that available on YouTube and as every week because we're trying to get things out. I mean, every Thursday we have something uh, called a Throwback Thursday where we, uh, you know, g- you know, put up a YouTube um, link on our page, and that's going. But we need more than that. So, uh, you know, we wanted to do this podcast just to keep you guys in tune with, with everything that's going on. Um, and the only thing is we didn't really want to address it, but we had to only because we were getting so many emails and so many questions about – uh, fans asking us. So we are not doctors. We are not members of the CDC. We 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 don't know anything. We're just trying to follow what our state athletic commission is telling us. And and also getting back to the podcast. I mean, this will be recorded from four different locations. Tom Mitchell is down in the York area. I am in my studio slash office in the big town of Pottsville, Pennsylvania. EJ is in his compound in Pardeville, PA, and Phil is up at the farm on that Mud Ridge Lane place up in uh, New York. So we're all over the place. We are spread out. And I won't even make a, an analogy to that, but we are spread out. Let's just say that. We are spread all over the, all over the state. 
Yeah, and, and the bandwidth, you know, this is the first time we're doing this, and the bandwidth is crazy, so, I mean, we're, we're trying to get through it. I, I listened to Tornado Tag Podcast uh, a couple days ago, and their bandwidth was crazy as well, so we're all just trying to get through this and make, uh, make good stuff. Now, let's move on, switching gears a little bit to Chris Banks and Andy Hedder. They were scheduled a long time ago to, to uh, do a battle at PPW Last Call uh, for the right to face Johnny Moran at the PPW uh, Super Show for the television championship. Um, this was the finals, and, and guys, uh, Chris Banks and Andy Hedder, EJ, what do you think? I mean, who, who goes on to take on the, uh, Johnny Moran? Uh, I'm not – I have to put my money on Andy Hedder just because I'm more familiar with him and I've seen him in all different types of situations in the squared circle, and I've seen him come up on top, especially – when he's considered the underdog, that's when he performs the best. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Andy Hedder. Kind of starting to turn over a new leaf here in PPW. Kind of getting his eye on the prize, as they say. He's more focused than ever, and when he's in that state of mind, you better watch out. Yeah, and Andy, Andy Hedder defeating Rembrandt, Vinny Pacifico, and Isaac Rule to advance on to the finals. I mean, Paul, what do you think about Chris Banks? He's been impressive so far. He hasn't picked up a lot of key victories, but... He did. He did pick up one um, in in the uh, in the qualifying round here. Well, Chris Banks is a veteran of the squared circle. Let's get that first there. He's got the look. He can talk. He's all the tools. He's a four tool player. If you'd be ca- talking about basketball analysis here, and, and let me tell you about Chris Banks. When he gets in the ring, you know you're in for a battle with Chris Banks. Andy Hedder is more athletic than Chris Banks. There's no secret about that. But I'll tell you what, the brute power of Chris Banks. He is my pick to propel himself against Johnny Moran, and I really, really think if Chris Banks, if it does become a one-on-one match and the winner faces Johnny Moran, I think Chris Banks will give Johnny Moran all that he can handle and then some. Yeah, I mean, Chris Banks has been impressive since he got here. He had a a strong showing in the Resolution Rumble, as did Andy Hedder, who had the best showing in the Resolution Rumble. Number one, calling it, wanting to stay in the match, uh, showing the endurance and the athleticism that he did in that match, I think uh, got a lot of people's attention and got him this opportunity. He took advantage of that opportunity. uh, But, I mean, Chris Banks defeated Nolo Catano, Manakila, and Fox Vineyard. Those are three big names, not to take anything away from Rembrandt, Pacifico, and Isaac Rule, but uh, I don't know. I, I think Chris Banks does win this one, but I think that Andy Hedder's right there for, uh, for a contention or right there for a shot eventually uh, down the road. I mean, Andy Hedder's been there and back. He has titles in other federations. He keeps climbing and climbing that PPW ladder, and you'd be one to think that in the future, a title is in his future. Like you say, you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Andy Hedder's time might be now. Johnny Moran, he's going to have to face one of these two competitors, and he's going to be mostly by himself. I mean, you know, Undeniable has basically dissolved. Uh, Ryan Race has been nowhere to be seen, and if he was around, you'd see him. So Johnny Moran may have to just uh, finally pay the Pied Piper here, if you know what I mean. Well, let's get one thing straight. Johnny's solid, according to Ryan Race. So we'll see what happens. He's very solid, very fundamentally sound. He's a veteran. Also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, I don't take anything away from Johnny Moran. Right. You don't win titles here by, by uh, just showing up. You've got to defeat the competition. And Johnny Moran has been, you know, leaving everyone in, in the way, by the wayside with or without Ryan Race. Absolutely. That's undeniable right there, Paul, though. You know, I mean, they call John Cena Big Match John. They might start calling Johnny Moran Big Match John. 
Moran's got his work cut Made out for him either Made way he goes. Johnny, Johnny Moran, I don't think is going to hold that television title too much longer, guys. I think either one of these guys beats him. Nothing, nothing against Johnny Moran, but we've got some stiff competition here in PPW. Well, and you know what? Don't well, count Johnny Moran out, though. Do you he think? Do you think Johnny Moran? Do you think Johnny time. Moran takes out either one of these guys, EJ? I mean, does, does Johnny Moran survive either one of these guys' uh, challenge? Nothing's for certain, but he certainly has the capability to uh, survive. And if he plays his cards right. He, he has the weight and the strength advantage over both these men, so he could uh, dominate if he studies his tape and prepares in the right way. Keeps focus. Well, both these men, opportunists, Hedder and Banks, with the same story. They haven't won in a while. Hedder hasn't won since PPW Fight Night back in September, which featured Chris Masters in, in, in Honesdale. Uh, so that was a while ago. Um, Chris, uh, Chris Banks also losing uh, last couple matches. But what happened and what's similar in both of these guys is when the stakes are highest, that's when they put on their best performance. That is when... They try. They're like, I mean, they, they try all the time, but this is when they're the most focused and is when they can gain something from it. And what opportunists both these guys are. I think Johnny Moran is in trouble. Um, and I, I think either one of these guys take them, take them out. Cream always rises to the top. And like I said, these big time matches with these guys, you know, they're going to step up when the time is right. Well, guys, elsewhere, the PPW Heavyweight Championship has been hanging in the balance here. Clutch Adams has been successfully defending it for months. Uh, whether you agree on how he's done that the right way or not uh, is up to you, but he has left uh, with the PPW Heavyweight Championship in his bag. He's got a lot of challenges coming up this this um, like I don't know, I can't say this month, but the next time we have a show, uh, it will be Facade, Deshaun Pratt, Bro Keller, and Clutch Adams defending against all four. And, Paul, what are your thoughts on this match? Well, let's break down every person in this match individually. And let's see what they all bring to the table, Phil. Clutch Adams, as EJ always says, by hook or by crook. This guy, Monster Factory Chain, he's the king of the mountain right now in CPW. When you climb that mountain, everybody says it's hard to get up there, but once you're up there, on the top, everyone is taking pop shots at you, left and right from all angles. This is a huge prize. The PPW Heavyweight Championship, there's none better here at PPW. And, and EJ, I'm going to turn this over to you a little bit. What are your thoughts on Clutch Adams? You always say, by hook or by crook, but you have to be impressed. Absolutely. I mean, title reign, now Monsters has to be coming upon a year soon. I mean, he's just been able to line up any competitor, put in front of him, and knock him down. Uh, like the wind outside, you know? So never count Clutch Adams out. If, I mean, a four-way match is going to play to his advantage because he could get his opponents playing against one. I know that's exactly the type of environment that Clutch Adams is uh, is usually successful in. The more chaos, the better. And, Phil, we're not talking about a normal four-way match here. We're talking about a four-way ladder match. Yeah, we're also talking about Deshaun Pratt, who has the PPW golden ticket and golden briefcase. And, you know, this ladder match is going to take a lot out of a lot of guys. I think the strategy here, for me, if I'm Deshaun Pratt, who I think also is going to win this match, is let everybody beat on each other. Try to absorb the least amount of damage in the match. Whoever wins is fine. But be in a position where you can cash that in and immediately take advantage of that opportunity. I think Deshaun Pratt's got to be beat twice 
if if I count correctly, and I don't think anybody else in this match has that advantage. I think Clutch Adams' experience and with the title, I think he's held on to the title a lot. I think Bro Keller is rising star. I think Facade is the rising star. T- Tornado Tag says that if this were the 1980s, uh, he would be our Hulk Hogan. And, and I can't really disagree with that. Everybody getting behind Facade, he's got a lot of momentum coming in, a lot of uh, fans behind him. But I think, again, it's a numbers game. And, Paul, you've got to beat Deshaun Pratt twice. Absolutely, but let's talk a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about Facade. You talk about a guy who has a pedigree as long as Freddie Akers' drive through order at Wendy's. This guy has been in the league with A.J. Styles, Pentagon, Fennec, Chris Saban, John Morrison, Matt Seidel. The, name, the list goes on and on, yet that TPW championship has eluded him for almost a year here. You think the time is now for Sasad to rise from the ashes, to grab that uh, belt that's up on that ladder held high and, and finally capture that PPW championship. But I'll tell you what, I couldn't agree with you more to Sean Pratt. He's got it all. He's got all the tools. And, and like you said, you have to beat him twice, Phil. So, so important. Let's, let's be honest, though. Put in – facade in a ladder match is like as I like to say, throwing Bray Rabbit back into the Briar Patch. I mean that's that's exactly the type of match that facade wants to be flying up over the, the uh, turnbuckles, up over the ropes uh, just complete uh, unorthodox style and that defines facade perfectly. I think the first match we ever called Paul Bo for facade somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, I think it was a ladder match the, it was. Uh, it was a ladder match. That was out by the Pittsburgh area. Absolutely. It was Facade, Ace Austin, G. Raver, and I think it was Saru was in that match. I think it was the four of them in that match. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic match. I mean, fantastic match. Oh, yeah, match. good. So good listen, guys, don't sleep on Bro Keller. Collegiate athlete, highly decorated he is just finally – he got off to a rough start here in PPW. There's no secrets about it. It's a big curve anywhere you go. He's just getting his feet wet, just finding his stride, and you won't find a more athletic person than Bro Keller. Yeah, and Keller's showing a lot of uh, athleticism early on. I, I mean, he's somebody that could get to the ladder. I mean, if we're going to time somebody with a stopwatch, Bro Keller's going to get to that title first. He doesn't need a lot of uh, space or time to – win this match and, and bro Keller, somebody that's got the fans behind him a lot. And, and a lot of people think that he could become uh, the PPW heavyweight championship. Ow. Certainly this would be the quickest road to it out of the four, but, uh, but Keller puts himself in a, in a perfect spot here to really make a difference and, and to really, uh, to really get to the top of, of the PPW ladder. My official vote, my official pick is Deshaun Pratt. We can look back on this and see that I'm right. EJ, what do you got? You know, I'm going to go with Facade. I was talking him up this whole time. Got to stick with my original pick. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to go with Clutch Adams retaining. I mean, he's done it every single month. He's been there and back. No one has been able to take that belt and pry it off him. And I think he retained. Like you said, whether this match takes place in May, whether it takes place in June, July, August, or September, I think Clutch Adams will and has been finding ways to win and propel himself to keep that title. Well, guys, switching gears, Jimmy Conway absolutely 
torched the PPW Nation after South Philly blindsided the main event. They were looking for challenges, the main event that is, in the middle of the ring, looking towards the back to see who would come out of the back in the locker room. From the other side, South Philly comes in, blindsides them. The fans were silent. I mean, shocked, sitting in their seats, wondering what was going on. Brazi and Conway continued the attack in between Conway just taking verbal shot after shot at the Hazleton crowd. Which, I mean, some of them, I, I mean, you know, he's kind of right on some of them. But either way, wasn't a nice That's thing a to do. Fish in a barrel. Wasn't, it wasn't a nice thing to do. Tom Mitchell caught up with South Philly. Here's what they had to say. What happened here at PPW tonight? This isn't PPW resolution. No, no, no. As the line Luca Brazi and myself have proven... Tonight, let's call it a rebirth, huh? Look, nothing matters. Everything is everything here around PPW. You see, yous are confused. We know what we're here to do. Yous forgot about us, huh? It's okay to cheer on whoever you want, hell. Hell, we encourage it. But you know what? You forgot about us. You forgot about Old Faithful, huh? You forgot about the line. You forgot about the gent. Nope. Keep it in there. No one forgets about SPF. No one forgets about South Philly's finest. We are unforgettable. <laughs> See, I feel a little bit differently. See, it's not okay. It's never been okay. The fact of the matter is, is that the Gent Jimmy Conway and myself are six-time PPW Tag Team Champions. And what we deserve is we deserve respect. They come in and they say, we're the greatest show on earth. Plagiarism. We already know who the show is. And you're looking at him. Tonight, everyone... Everyone in this building learned firsthand why the finest come from South Philly. You can like it. You can love it. It doesn't matter. As I said, nothing matters. It don't make dollars, then it don't make sense, then, does it, boys? And you're looking at the boys that put the asses in the seats. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, we're not good guys. We're not bad guys. We're just wise guys. South Philly, after uh, that attack, Tom Mitchell caught up with them, making Tom Mitchell put his finger in his nose. Tom is very happy that this is not a video cast. It's just a podcast. But, EJ, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know what? South, nothing surprises me when it comes to South Philly. You know, they've been here since the beginning of PBW. I've seen them. It's a love-hate relationship that Hazleton has with them sometimes. You know, we love them here. Sometimes they uh, have a different plan. But they they really took a vicious turn. I've never seen them this violent and this mean. So uh, I'd watch out if I was the main event and the rest of the tag team division because they're out for blood and uh, no one's safe. Well, I'll tell you a lot about, about South Philly. Jimmy Conway, Luca Brodsky, they, they had the whole world basically eating out of the palm of their hands here you know, should I say the whole town of Hazleton, basically eating out of the palm of their hands. They were loved here. They were, you, you watch when they come out of the curtain. There are people standing up. You see South Philly shirts in the crowd. I mean, they are loved here. And when they came out, and the main event is loved too, but titles will do that to you. There's a target on your back. And I think the PPW tag team division, and I'm not the only one. I've heard the Tornado podcast guys say this. I heard the Pile Driver podcast say this. It is the most competitive division around in, in independent wrestling in this area. And like I said, a title can bother someone. Jimmy or Luca, it can say, hey, why not me? 
We're six-time or whatever PPW Tag Team Champions. Why not us? Why are you cheering for the main event? People feel slighted, you know, and, and when you get that, that little bird in your head talking to you, it, it could snap. And then Jimmy and Luca, they, they put a beating on the main event, and that will not go unnoticed. Um, the PPW office, um, Fast Freddy Acres was quick, no pun intended, and uh, suspended <laughs> South Philly. They were not here for the last event. They were suspended for a month for their actions of jumping, the, you know, the guardrails and cutting off the promo and, you know, beating down the main event in front of everyone and embarrassing CPW and embarrassing the main event and just not complying to what they should have done. And, you know, you have to agree with, 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 with management here taking that stand. Like I said, like EJ said, South Philly's been here since day one. They're loved. And, they, you know, it almost seems like they've turned their back now on the PPW Nation. Hey, maybe that's what they want. They want those titles. And, and you know, who am I to judge? But I'm just saying what we saw back in January with that was not a pretty sight for the PPW Nation. No, South Philly, uh, they're six-time champions in PPW. And without argument, I think, the best tag team in PPW history. Uh, as you said, they feel pushed aside with their opportunities that they haven't gotten. The fans are, are kind of cheering for other people and looking the other way at them. Um, I, but, you know, I love South Philly's new attitude. I mean, obviously not happy that they berated the PPW Nation, but at the same time, uh, now that I think they're more focused. I mean, I think before they were focused on having the fans like them, coming down to the ring, making sure they put on a good show. Um, I look at the photos from PPW photographer Frank Boris. Uh, you look at the eyes of Conway and Brozzi, and, and I see a meaner look. I see a more concentrated look uh, that says that they're ready to win without anyone caring what they think. And it's hard to win the right way in wrestling, right? But it's much easier to not care about the rules and win, right? These guys are different. They've already proven that they can win by the rules at an alarming rate, capturing six PPW Tag Team Championships, honestly getting hosed on their seventh. Do you guys know just how dangerous they can be when they don't care? That's the thing I think we got to point out here is, is now that they don't have a, have a care in the world about what the fans think, about what PPW management thinks, about how they win, I think they're actually going to be an even better team now. You see, that could work their advantage, but that could also be their downfall, that unhinged anger and aggression. It may work in the short term, but it always comes back uh, to haunt the person using it. So let me just leave that as my prediction. Well, let me, let me leave you with modern Phil and EJ, and like they say, friends may come and go, but enemies accumulate. And South Philly's actions have accumulated a lot of enemies going forward into the year 2020 in the PCW tank division. Yeah, you know, relationships, relationships in wrestling are everything. You've seen uh, a couple, well, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, we'll say, to be safe, uh, the main event, Sambo Show, Punk Rock All-Stars, all getting together and trying to figure out how to take out sent to slaughter. South Philly wasn't really in that conversation, wasn't really involved in that train, kind of were going their own way at that point and trying to focus on their career. It might have bitten them because now we have some alliances. The main event and the Sambo show are cool. Uh, Evander James and, um, and Charles Mason uh, are good with the main event. You've seen a promo that they had just cut. South Philly's kind of on an island right now, and in a world of where connections and networking matters, I mean, South Philly is kind of on an island all by themselves. 
I, I don't know. I think that they're a better team now. I think that they have more hurdles that they have to get over in order to become the PPW Tag Team Champions now. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, Phil, I know we're getting short on time here. We've got about 15 minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about, you just said, the tag team division. And you just said, I mean, the Punk Rock All-Star, Sambo, the main event, South Philly, the Titan Outlaws, and the trustees of Vander James and Charles mentioned, let's take these teams one by one, dissect them a little bit, and, and talk about the good and bad and, and where they're going in PPW. Because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of talent there on my eight, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper here written down with black ink. Yeah, absolutely. The main event, obviously the tag team champions right now. I see them holding it for a while, EJ. I mean, I, I, th- I think that the Titan Outlaws are going to – challenge them a little bit. I think the Sambo show is definitely um, one of the most popular teams in PPW right now, the main event, them two kind of battling that out. But EJ, I think that uh, the main event holds on to this for a while. And I think the Titan Outlaws are somebody you need to look at as a, as a major competitor that nobody's really talking about. You know what? I think you read my mind there, Bravado, and it's something we uh, rarely agree oh, on. No. But um but yeah, the Titan Outlaws could be could be said to be something of a dark horse in the tag team division. Uh, both of them are experienced tag team wrestlers before forming the uh, Titan Outlaws. I mean, Bo Nakoda, he's one of the most athletic men in independent wrestling. He's in great shape, and the sheer size of uh, <clears throat> a full high tower is just you can't teach that. You can't train for that. So they are definitely a formidable tag team, and the main event should watch out. Well, Phil, if you don't mind me stepping in for one second here about the Titan Outlaws, as EJ said, Bull Hightower, six foot five, six foot six inches, well over three hundred pounds. He's your he's your muscle. Bo Nakoda, as EJ said, one of the most athletic tag team workers, singles workers around. And them as a tag team provides that one two punch that most of these other teams can't say that they have. Like, you know, a good football coach will always say, You can't teach size. And, and Bull Hightower has size, and you can't teach that. No, we always like to talk about the size of the lion and, and how agile he is for his size. But when you put Bull Hightower up against Jay Lyon, um, Jay Lyon only comes up to about Bull Hightower's chest. So uh, you're right. I mean, they do have the big muscle there. Jimmy Conway, a big muscle guy as well. But Bull Hightower stands in uh, a league of his own here in PPW in terms of size uh, now that uh, now that Sense of Slaughter have gone their own way. Um, but – the Titan Outlaws are somebody that we need to look at. The Punk Rock All-Stars are somebody we need to look at. What do you guys think about the trustees, though? Uh, Evander James and Charles Mason forming a team after a competitive match together. Um, do you think that these guys have titles written on them, or do you think that they're just going to be a good team that, that never quite gets there, EJ? Oh, they absolutely are in that running for the uh, tag team championships. Once they pay their dues a little bit in that division, you can't just walk into a division – and insert yourself in the top tier. They have a little bit to prove as a team, but, I mean, everything is there. Mason and James are both uh, incredible athletes with uh, their head on straight. They have a clear focus and both incredible athletes. Uh, You can't ask for more than that in a tag team, and like I said, everything's there. It's theirs for the taking. All right, South Philly's finest is going to have to try to beat all of these teams. Uh, The Sambo Show is uh, a team that's on the rise right now. A lot of people getting behind them on the strength of their video or podcast, The Sambo Show, uh, which 
you know, has been doing good numbers. Uh, both of these guys, like EJ said about the Titan Outlaws, are good individual wrestlers, both holding titles. Uh, and Sam Adams holding the PPW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, both of them have a good rapport. They're both uh, from Puerto Rico, and they share that uh, that home fondness uh, well together. They they are synchronized well. I think the Sambo Show definitely has championship title uh, written on them. I don't know when, but I don't know, again, who can take out the main event because I don't think South Philly – I think South Philly's anger is going to get the best of them. So, again, I tell you, I think the main event's going to have this title all the way through summer and into – uh, the anniversary show, I think. Well, yeah. Phil, getting back to what you were saying about the Sambo show, I mean, they are rising in popularity. It almost reminds me of South Philly when they first came in here. They just start accumulating fans. And when they come out of the curtain, and a lot of times we have headsets on and we can't really hear the crowd, but, you know, and I'm usually in the ring, but uh, you can hear, I mean, literally the sound vibrating as they come out of the curtain and they get a huge, huge round of applause, a huge pop, as you would say, it's, it's definite when, when they come out of the curtain. And, and they have the crowd behind them and the athletic ability, both men, like you said, Tyler Andrews, former television champion, um, Sam Adams, Tyler Andrews, excuse me, Sam Adams, former PPW champion, they have a pedigree. And, and they're just, you know, coinciding so well as a well-oiled machine there as they flow. They, they really look good. And, and they're my pick for the next PPW Tag Team Champions. I think the Sambo show is on a mission, and I think they will capture it. I think it will be sooner later than later. Bobo, I got to agree with you there. Uh, just to give folks something to watch here, a specific match, go back and watch Havoc versus Daniel Adams from PPW Express Lane. November 19th, 2016, you want to see how serious of a competitor Sam, Samuel Adams is. Uh, it was a, a hardcore match. It was bloody. Just go watch that. It was one of the best title matches in PPW history, folks. You won't be disappointed. PPW Expressway and Havoc versus Sam Adams. Yeah, and we'll put, we'll, put a link, we'll put a link to that video in the description as well if you guys want to check that out. Um, later on after after we get out of here but we're guys we're starting to wrap this up i mean this is the first one that we've done um it's the first of many uh one more more tag team before you go into that here one more oh yeah go ahead paul crock all-stars let's talk about them they they we have a little bit a lot to say about them i mean they were they were the tag team champs for well over a year sean cannon and drake carter you talk about veterans you talk about ring awareness you talk about smart you talk about athletic ability. They have all the tools to get that PPW, to get those PPW tag team titles back again. You can never sleep on them. Sometimes you, we throw them off to the side a little bit because we take them for granted because they're here every single month. They are solid as solid can be. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they climb back into that title picture right now. I know you have to climb back up rung by rung, but they're one of the best, most, they're probably the most experienced tag team we have on the roster. You can never trust uh, Delilah on the outside of the ring, EJ. Absolutely not. I mean, punk rock all-stars, though, Paul Paul was right. I mean, former tag team champions, a record-setting run with those belts. I mean, they, again, this division, you could say the same thing about almost everyone. They all have that capability to become the champion. So the main event certainly has 
uh, their work cut out from them once we get back to business here. All right. Well, guys, I think we did it. Uh, we've we've been going a little bit. Um, this has been very unformatted, a little formatted. EJ comes in at the end. Paul's scrambling to go down to the elevator to get his earbuds. Things are happening. But I think finally we did it. Um, it's been a while since we've been talking about bringing back keeping it keeping it real. Um, but now that we've done it, I think uh, we're going to be getting some uh, re- actual wrestlers on so we can interview them. In addition, we have the capabilities, and we're going to slowly bring this in, but to have fans call in as well to give their opinions as well. Um, but we want to wait until the streaming issues go down. We want to wait until everything goes back to normal because if you can hear, you know, we're kind of talking over a little over each other, and it's only because of the delay. So keep with us there, but, you know, as the streaming gets better, as the world gets on to um, being more normal, we're going to be bringing in more features in this show uh, that will make the show even better, make it more interactive for you guys, and be able to have you guys ask PPW commentators or PPW management, in some cases, uh, exactly what's going on. So, guys, uh, this, has been, this has been great. This has been real. Um, it's, been, it's, been a good, it's been a good time doing this. Absolutely. Before we sign off here, I just want a couple of people I want to thank here. Um, yes, if I please. I can have a minute or two to do that. Um, please. Last week, amid all this with the WrestleMania talk, um, Justin Clapper messaged me. He was a former fan that would come to the PPW shows. He's since relocated. I believe he's back in Wisconsin. Um, but he approached me, and he asked if we can get our PPW roster together via video and submit like a 30-second video about his company, Wrestling Travel, and they were doing a mania crawl, which was supposed to be live from Tampa. Obviously, the event that didn't happen, and they couldn't do it. So he just wanted us, and, and I was honored that he called us because he had Joey Ryan, Mick Foley, PCO, um, James Storm, anybody that was in wrestling. He got a lot of people to do shout-outs for him for to benefit the Red Cross, and I want to thank everyone on the PPW roster that sent in videos. This was a day's notice. I messaged everybody in the morning. I said, hey, can you please send in a video, 20, 30 seconds, just saying, hey, you know, thanking, uh, asking people how they're doing during the the virus, asking, uh, introducing yourself, you can promote yourself, you know, you're from PPW. um, And most importantly, hit that button at the bottom of your screen to donate to the Red Cross and, we had about 20 videos for PPW. Um, Jeff Cardins was my favorite there. He was actually doing his video with his ref shirt on, and he had no pants on, he told me. So I believe that's like to be desired. You know what I'm saying, Phil? Oh, um, gosh, what a mess. Yeah, what a mess. But I am just honored. Justin messaged me back, and he sent a, an email thanking everybody for doing it. They raised over $3,200 for the Red Cross. And the bulk of um, the videos came from PPW. I mean, that is something to flaunt our roster. You know, um, myself, Scott, uh, Tony, um, Alex, Ryan when he's around, whoever, you know, we always say that we have a great group, a great roster. Um, We have a great bunch of human beings. And whether you're on the same page, whether you're not on the same page, you know, feuds aside, they turned in videos, and, and it was amazing. I got them all back within 24 hours, and that is something to be said for 
um, our roster there. And I just want to thank them all here and thank Justin and Mania Crawl for asking us to be uh, a part of their benefit for the Red Cross. No, absolutely. Justin Clapper doing great work out there with wrestling, wrestling travel, right? Wrestling travel, yep. Yep. Um, also, uh, I wanted to we, – we play their commercials. I just wanted to give a shout-out also because Wicked Turtle, I asked them to send me a commercial. They didn't get me in. Um, there's a lot of things going crazy over there as well as everywhere. But uh, Wicked Turtle Network, you can check them out, as well as the two commercials we play, uh, the Tornado Tag Podcast, which is a weekly show with PPW wrestler Andy Hedder, Anthony Blackwell, and crew. Uh, I listen every week. It's a great show. They they do um, great reviews of PPW shows and talk about PPW a lot. So we want to direct people to go over there, as well as Curtis Kowalski's PA Pile Driver podcast, which he just started. Uh, I don't know a couple months ago, I guess, and he's doing real well. He had Drew Adams on uh, a couple a couple episodes ago, and he gets PPW talent on there all the time, talking PPW all the time. So. We really appreciate those two podcasts more than you know, you guys know. Um, go over there and check them out. We'll put a link in the description as well there. Um, anything else you guys want to add? Stay home, oh, stay safe, stay healthy. Absolutely. That's it for me here. Like I said, you never miss something quite until it's gone and until it becomes a memory. And right now I miss wrestling. I miss PPW, and we'll be back, PPW Nation. We'll be stronger than ever. Bear with us. It's beyond our control. But I promise you, when we come back, this place at Holy Family Academy will be packed and it will be rocking because I know as well, you guys as well as us, that are just dying for some action. And nobody brings you action like PPW does. And like I said, we'll be back. Who knows when? But uh, we're going to keep you up to date on things on the Keep It A Real podcast. Shout out to Phil there for putting this all together. I mean, you know, EJ and I did this a couple of years ago, and Phil wanted to bring it back for a while, and we talked a couple of days ago, and he did a fantastic job of formatting this and throwing it all together. So uh, shout out to that, to you. And uh, I'm looking forward to this every week. And, you know, we got nothing but time on our hands. So, uh, you know, set aside an hour every week, give us a listen, and uh, we'll keep you updated. So uh, one last thing, thanks to Jason, uh, my buddy up at ESPN Radio, doing a phenomenal job there on the open. Uh, we're going to have more stuff like that as well. Uh, we have, we're just getting, getting started here, um, so just keep tuning in. Hopefully next Thursday we'll be back with another one of these. Um, I don't know if we're going to release this on Friday or, or just do it on Thursday. I'm not really sure, but uh, whenever this one comes out, I believe we'll be recording next Thursday if it's okay with you guys, but we can talk about that off the air. But- our Patreon channel's coming soon, too. I can't wait for that, the video cast. Yeah, and, and all kinds of T-shirts that we can reference when uh, EJ says something crazy, right, EJ? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I got a, <laughs> I got a whole bunch of shirts to make with, his, with sayings of him on there. I think this title should be called 11 Days to 420, but that's just me. Um, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, for Paul Bo and EJ Kuyper, I am Phil Bravado. Scott, find out whatever you'd like to call me, and we are out of time. We'll be back next Thursday.